Welcome to the DM number two. DM, <laughs> okay, you guys, we're loving the, we're loving, thank you for your comments and your questions. Um, basically, just so that you know, every time we get a question, I go, holy crap, I have no idea. And then I, we send it to Dave and he's like, oh yeah, that's easy. <laughs> well, I, don't, I mean, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't say it's easy, but these questions that you're trying to wrap your head around just so happens to be your things, job, things that I, I talk about all the time, or I've seen these different scenarios. But the good thing about it is by asking these questions, by the way, just like Heidi said, thank you guys so much for DMing us questions at light the fight podcast at light the fight podcast. <laughs> um, we've been having great conversations. Unfortunately, won't be able to answer every question we fielded because there's a lot of questions coming, well, in, which is good. What's interesting about the questions is that even though the details are a little different, we are having the same, you know, a lot of people are having, the or same we know questions, someone that is, you know, and yeah. so, that's what's so awesome about, I think, being able to learn from other people's questions. So I'm, I'm actually not going to just read an exact question because okay. there's several questions that sound very, very much the same. Here's the scenario. Okay. The scenario is my teenager. These ones all happen to be boys. And, and you know, I don't care what anybody says. Boys and girls are super different. Whatever. So... <laughs> Several um, of these questions come from moms, and it goes along like this. My kid had all this promise, Gr good grades, cared about athletics and about their body and, and about something. Was They were motivated. And all of a sudden, they don't care about anything. There might be, in, in some of the instances, there's drugs involved, and sometimes there's alcohol involved. And... Um, so, so those are definitely components, but the kind of one of this universal component of several of these emails is it's like my, all of my nightmares are coming true or, you know, this is my, the thing that I've always hoped wouldn't happen is feared the most is happening. And, and there's, and what do I do? How do I? motivate them how do i get them back on the how do i how do i slap them into shape <laughs> into shape that's what they're really asking how do i s slap this kid into shape and get him back on track because that's what we do as moms well this is very similar to what we just talked about with the last podcast when i was talking about um you know the more you blow up the less you follow up um, so if you haven't listened to that one, um, go back and listen to that podcast because it'll make a little bit more sense in some of these questions we're talking about. So summarizing those questions, kid had lots of potential. Now they're doing drugs, they're drinking, their behaviors are all these individual people they're emailing and that are DMing us. They're having a very common theme and that is they haven't met expectations. Worst fears have come true and now I can't get it out of my head what's happening and I can't get to motivate them. I can't motivate them or help them see the error of their ways. A um, couple reasons for that. One, they're teenagers, so they're not good students anymore. Um, meaning you're their teacher throughout life. They've been your student, but now that they're a teenager, they've graduated to, they want to be a teacher now. They don't want you to be teaching them. 
And so they want to tell you all the things that they've learned from life and that they Googled some stuff that you didn't know and you're wrong. That's, that's understandable. They want to have a voice. They want to be heard. They want to be seen. But for specifically the parents who are struggling in, you know, watching your worst fears come in, some people, their worst fears could be um, them dating someone of a different ethnic background or a different religion or different political views. Other people's worst fears could be that their child is in an abusive relationship or they're abusing drugs. Or won't graduate from high school. Or won't graduate from high school. Or is graduating from high school and won't leave the house to work, get a job, shower. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no it, focus. Yeah, any of those types, any of those types of things. Or I think even, and I'm just going to throw this in here because I think it's a big one and I hear it a lot. Worst fear is we don't have the same religious beliefs anymore. And that could be as small as like, you know, I'm LDS um, and I don't, I don't believe I want to be Mormon anymore all the way to, I don't buy this Jesus stuff and I don't know if I believe there's a God. And as a mom, when you hear this stuff, you're right. You're, you're not angry. You're, you want to, you, you're, you're lost. You're afraid. Well, I mean, moms are scared all day, every day anyways. Though. <laughs> I mean, that's the definition. It's like here, you now have a baby. Welcome to a whole new type of fear you never it's, knew existed. It's so true. Anxiety, fear, worry. Um, back to the questions, though, with um, people worried about their kids. You know, worst fears coming true. You know, we all die many deaths. We all grieve the death of many relationships. And sometimes the death of a relationship is mourning the death that your child did not turn out in 2018 to be the person you expected them to be in 2018. Their behaviors, their choices, their likes and clothes, bands, I don't know, pick anything. You're grieving so many deaths because every time they date someone you don't want them to date and they go, oh, I had you pictured this person, you're really holding on to this ideal. <sighs> Man, it's like a party dies. You feel like it's true. you feel it's true. like there's a loss of hope. Or you feel like they're on this path and I know where this path leads. Yeah. Well, and, and people are are wanting to be in safe communities. So if your child is a part, let's use the religious one. If your child is a part of your safe community, they're gonna have safe passage. There's a pathway, there's a road that's been paved for them to navigate through that life. They go to college, they go on a mission, they come back from a mission, they get married, they have kids. It's a pathway that has shown lots of people success in this tribe, community, religious, social group. That teenager that you have, if this was the issue, if religion was the issue, that teenager that you have, they're 18 years old, let's say. At 18 years old, are most kids on their own free will without the influence of their parents looking for God, looking for religious truth, belief, empowerment, and understanding? From my experience, I would tell you, no. <laughs> They're looking for identity. They're looking for who they really are. And that's inside of them. 
and they're they're resurfacing it. They're having experiences with other people to compare that to what they thought the experience was going to be like inside of them. They're dying many deaths of like, oh, I thought this girl was going to be the one. Oh, yeah, that didn't work out. Oh, I'm sad about that. I got to keep on swiping right somehow. I got to keep on going. <laughs> and so they're they're constantly having a failure, death of a relationship, grieving it, moving on in such a fast pace. As adults, we have so much more intense fear because we have so much more intense responsibility. We don't grieve the deaths of all these misses and all these fails as quickly as the youth do. So we start to identify this is a serious issue if you're not part of this religion. This serious issue if you drink alcohol or do even drugs socially. This is a serious issue in these types of things. And our fear is saying, this serious issue, you have to be worried about this. And right now in your life, you need God more than ever. Well, I can tell you, it's not necessarily a scientific proof, but the scientific fact that uh, a young person's frontal, pre-cort- frontal pre-cortex of their brain is not fully developed until average 25 years old or older. So by scientific definition, yes, all your teenager and young adults need God more than they will ever need him in their entire life because they're not capable of making good decisions. Well, at least not as good as they will be once their brain's fully developed. So all parents out there worrying said your kid needs God more now in their life than ever, ever, you're actually right. And they cannot be looking, they also can't, I mean, not can't, but maybe they're not even looking for that. Maybe they're looking for who to date, what college to go to, what job to have. So there's kind of like a conflict of worlds in this religious scenario. And this is not just with the dominant religion here in Mormonism. Some it's a, sometimes it's a culture and a religion, right? Maybe they come from a certain part of you know the world that you know their culture and the religion are really embedded and entwined together. But what it comes down to is you have this. Word. It could even be just inside your family. Like yeah. we all go or, to this college or, or yeah. we or all. Or it could be, hey, listen, we don't drink in this family because Grandpa Joe or Jack, he was an alcoholic and he almost blew up the house. Blah, so we don't drink. And then the teenager comes home drinking and the mom's like, I watched my dad get drunk his whole entire life. I can't. That's her worst fear because she had to live with something like that. So when we have all these different types of things happening, it's happening at this time where your child is supposed to be launching into adulthood. So your, your teenagers go into adulthood. There's more fear of things that could happen to them because they don't know how to make long-term decisions like they hopefully will later on in their life. And they haven't proven to you in their high school career that they're capable of making great decisions all the time. Then you see that they're not going to church or maybe they're partying or doing drugs or all these things that you wished wouldn't happen. The normal reaction Panic, freak out, survival of the fittest. How can I get my kids some help? How can I challenge? How can I deal with these things? Well, at the same time, we're trying to create a solution. We're also grieving the death of, oh my gosh, I can't even believe I'm in this situation. I can't believe my son came home with alcohol in his breath. I never thought this would happen to us. The reality of it is, is it happens to more people than it doesn't. The reality of it is the percentage of kids that try alcohol and marijuana for the first time that become full-blown addicts is a very low percentage. So if we're just going straight stats alone, yes, there's a fear, but there's more likely that your kid's going to get hit in a car accident by someone texting and driving than they are to become an addict from trying marijuana one time. And I'm not saying marijuana is good or alcohol is good. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying these are the facts that we have. So if we take a step back and we look at this and say, you know what, I'm more scared because of a lot of reasons. They're more hopeful and want to take on the world because they don't know about failures of adult life yet. <laughs> they know it's like when you can't pay rent, right? They, they haven't experienced these things yet. 
So they're more confident because they have a new challenge or not more confident. Maybe they're more excited. You're more fearful and these two worlds are colliding. So if you're a parent that's sitting there saying you can't handle this stress, well, you need to tell your teenager or your young adult the complete opposite of that. You have to believe it. You have to own it or else you're going to make this thing 10 times worse. No pressure. Okay. <laughs> okay. So buckle up. Here it comes, yeah. guys. This is what you got to do. Let's use the example. One of the messages where a woman, her son um, graduated from high school or is at high school now, not going to college, smoking marijuana all the time. She, her question was like, how do I get him to see that this is ruining his life and that he needs to change his way, he needs to get sober and all stuff like that? That was her question. Well, I'm not going to answer her question because I don't think that's the real issue. Here's the real, here's, let's look at reality. You don't have as much influence over your teenage young man now, 18, 19 years old, that you wish you did. So you need, first solution, you need to develop greater influence. If you were to listen to our last podcast, you found out the definition, definition of influence is the, is the definition of influence is really just power. Like if you want power over your teenager, ability to help guide and direct them, you have to be able to build a relationship where they trust you. That your agenda is not to put them in your box, but your only one purpose to make sure that they know that they're loved and supported and you're with them through thick and thin. Now, obviously certain decisions that they make, you're going to like better than others. But if your kid's smoking weed and you want to think of how do I convince him that weed is bad for him? Good luck with that. There's way too much statistics and, and evidence and he can debate you. Well, well, you know, these cancer patients it's proven to help seven types of cancers. And she could be like, well, do you have cancer? He's like, no, but it does have, I mean, you could just go at this like, okay, well this and that where, I mean, there, there's just too many positive effects that could be debated for all the negative effects. And you'll be sitting there arguing to the cows come home, your relationship gets worse and you have less power than you had when you started that conversation. Or you could say something very simple, son, I know you want to be successful. I know you want to be happy. And I've been judging your lack of motivation or at least your lack of desire to get jobs and get out there in the workforce. I've been judging that as that you don't care. But here's what I want to let you know. If you smoked weed every single day, you're still my boy and I still love you. If you didn't smoke weed every day, you're still my boy, I still love you. You'd probably smell better in my opinion. Or, you know, you could say like crack a little joke, you know. So, but the reality of it is, is I love you regardless of what you do. I just want to tell you that. Don't say things like, you know, I just love you. And when I bring these things up to you, I'm just trying to help. And I'm not trying to, you know, say that you're a bad person because you smoke weed. But I mean, you do know it's a drug and it's illegal. Like you can get yourself <laughs> caught up in a really bad conversation. It's not about weed. It's about you're scared. You're scared. You're scared the thing that you love more than your own life could be in a situation that could be harmful and take his life. And the reality of it is he fell asleep with a Twinkie on his chest because he was stoned and passed out and he's not ruining his life. He's an embarrassment of life right now because he's, he's just couch surfing. <laughs> you can't save him from being like a mooch or a bum. You can only follow up to make sure that he doesn't mooch and bum off of you. So to any of those parents out there that want to show their kids the error in their ways, I would suggest a different approach. Tell them that even at their worst points and even with their worst errors, you still have their back, you still love them. Now, 
you know that they want to be successful and they'll love themselves more if they do the things that make them happy, but it's totally up to them. And then after you say that, you mic drop, you walk away, then you say, okay, let's get clear, clear with your spouse. If you're married, if you're single, let's get really clear. If they don't follow up and do the basic necessities, go to school, stuff like that, what is going to be the consequence that they can't talk themselves out of? Plain and simple. And it's got to be a consequence that's not super personal, like you lose your cell phone for six months. Okay, well, if you're going to take a teenager's cell phone for six months, what you just did is you planned for two fights a day for six months. It's like you just scheduled drama. So no need to go to those extremes. Just say, I tell you what, here's the situation. Talk to your dad, talk to your mom or whatever the, the parenting or caregiving situations, grandparents, whatever. Here's what we decided. Thanks for being understanding. And uh, hey, nothing personal. We know that, you know, right now you're making, you know, some choice in your life that we don't agree with. We don't hate you. We love you. And we're still going to have to make sure that, you know, because you're doing these things, you can't have the keys to the car or whatever. I'm, you know, I don't know what the actual individual scenario is, but you have to follow through with all those things and know you're going to follow through with it before you try to give discipline, before you try to tell them they need to change their life. Because at the end of the day, you're going to love them regardless whether they change their life or not. You're just going to be mad at them and fearful that they're going to ruin their life. And you're still going to love them at the same time. The love's not going to stop. So let's quit pretending that we can like conjure up some sort of idea that we're going to change their opinions on some things that they just need to write out. If they got crazy hair and they pierce themselves, just let them, I mean, just when they're an adult, when they hit that 18 point, hey, that's on you. Don't shame them for it. Invite them over to Sunday dinner. Tell them you love them because these are just things that people go through. This is nothing new in human society. We're just not used to getting things not going our way. We're a lot more comfortable than we've ever been before. And I'm saying this generally. A lot of people out there, if you think you have a horrible life and things never go your way, well, every time you log on to Facebook, does it work? Okay, a lot of things go your way. Do you realize how many thousands of people have to work in unison to make that algorithm and to make that, and to make that thing accessible so you can scroll and veg out throughout the day? Oh, you have a lot of blessings, a lot of things that work out for you. In the relationship with your child though, this one's only gonna work out if you're letting them know that it's already a success, you just want to help them add to that success and not blame them or burden them for the mistakes that they had because they already know they're making mistakes. If you think you got to tell your teenager they err in their ways, well, then you were never a teenager. The reason why you lied to your parents because you know you did something wrong. <laughs> okay, you don't have to like, okay, here's what happened. No, they know what happened so well that they got three excuses for it. <laughs> right. Well, I think... How's that you know, rant? You know, I, all I know is that moms that I talk to that say, say this, man, it was hard to have teenagers, but nothing like having adult children, <laughs> you know, and I just, and, and then my eyes get really big because I remember being a young mom and, you know, the older moms would be like, and, and you'd be a young mom, you've got you know, two baby carriers and a kid that you're dragging along behind and you're Blow out sweaty. diapers yeah, and you're sweaty no and wet wipes in the diaper bag. All and, and you just think to yourself, oh my gosh, I just can't wait for them to grow up. 
And then, and then the, the mom that's got the teenagers is like, oh. I wish there were babies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and they're like, it's so much harder. And, you, and, and the young mom, like, just eyes bulge out of her head. Like, it cannot possibly be harder than this. And I, I was having lunch with a friend who has a really a great adult, adult child. Still scared. And so I don't think that the fear is, I mean, the fear is a natural a natural feeling and and I think that that what you talk about this multiple grieving and grieving your hopes and your dreams um I think that there is a place for that like do it and then get real readjust have different expectations and um and stay calm right <laughs> okay don't freak out don't freak out well back to the grieving thing before we close up this question I'm glad you brought that back up. It just It's just a natural part of life. We live, we die, rebirth. Like this happens all the time in our life cycles. I, I forget where I heard it from, but it was like one of those quotes that say, we all die many deaths, um, but we're reborn out of each one of them. Like that's not the actual quote, but it's something along those lines. And the reason why I really like that and I relate to that is because, man, like I can think some of relationships and like, yeah, I lost some enamel. And those relationships, like, that almost took me out. Literally one time with my suicide attempt after a breakup with a girlfriend. And other times it was like, I was not the same person anymore. So, I mean, that's in a very good metaphor for, like, you're, you're going through a death. Like, after the literal death of your son, you, you're not the same mother, woman. You're just not the same human being. It's like your DNA changes. And so if we're grieving for something, a loss of an expectation... And at the same time, we're trying to create solutions. We're trying to do the both at the same time. We don't separate the two. It can get pretty confusing because the fear of like, we just lost something combined with let's be calm and patient and work on the relationship. Those are like oil and water. You can't really do a lot of those things at the same time. That's why with your spouse, counseling, uh, uh, good friends, you know, get togethers, meetups. That's when you go and talk about those things, have a place for that. But when you show up with your kids, Hey, my grieving, the fact that you're not going to be a return missionary or the fact that you're not going to go to the college I wanted you to go to or the fact that you were going to stay pure and never try drugs, that's your, that's, that's your deal. You got to grieve that. That's not, that's not their death. That's yours. You know, I want to just add one thing. I was talking to a mom that has dealt with a lot of disappoint, disappointment and loss expectation and and to 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 your point this grieving of of those expectations and she kind of jokingly said I've just given up and I knew I know she hasn't given up and so I said to her I think that it's kind of more like you've just factored out all the things that don't matter as much and let that let that go and and you're going to hang on to or focus on these things that matter more, which is the relationship with my child is the most important thing. And, and I am going to give up, if that's the word, or let go of kind of the little extraneous things that may or may not evolve or develop down the road. And, um, and so I think that if you're a parent out there and you're feeling like, I can't just give up or 
you know, you're, maybe you're feeling like it's your responsibility to just hang on to some of these things that are your expectations and your personal um, markers of success. But maybe it is okay to let some of that go and focus more centrally on the real thing that matters, the real core, which is your relationship. Always err on the side of the relationship, Heidi. And I'm, I'm glad you said that. It's when in doubt. I mean, the, the relation, the foundation of all your life experiences is going to be these core relationships. With relationship with yourself, your spouse, your kids, your friends, family, whoever it may be. And if you're unsure, I would say when in doubt, err on the side of the relationship. What if a parent doesn't know what to do? What's the thing that's less likely to destroy the entire relationship? Do that. Worst case scenario, <laughs> even if it's just walk away for a minute and you didn't take any of my advice, you just didn't engage. That's a win, because that at least gives you time to see what you want to do. If you want to preserve the relationship, or if you just want to blow it all up, because sometimes we're tempted to blow up relationships because it would it would seem validating. Our hurt and pain is so bad that it almost makes us feel that we could care less. We don't care about the relationship. But like your friend said, and every time I hear someone say, you know, I'm done. I don't care. I give up. I can't take this more. I'm not going to do it anymore. What I hear is that you care so much (laughs) that you're about to lose it. Not that you're a person that's not caring anymore and giving. You can't just go from caring a whole lot to not caring at all. But you can adjust and, and sort out your expectations of your teenager. So if your teenager, you find out your teenager smoking weed, like I'll never do it again. Two weeks later, find out again. It's like, oh, I was hoping it was just a one-time thing. Find out that they're hanging out with some stoner friends. They're this and that, and all these worst dreams are coming true. Well, you know what? They're gonna need a good relationship with you. Well, as and they as the mom, this. as the mom, you immediately your first reflex is, I am a terrible mom. I have not taught this kid anything. I have failed and I should be taken to mom jail Yeah. where somebody else vacuums. Well, look at the other result though. Okay, how would our world be benefited if mom said, you know what, I have no responsibility. I did everything for them. For them. They're totally on their own. They're gonna have to deal with it themselves and mom stopped caring and stopped trying to push the envelope and be better. Oh, we'd be in a lot worse trouble if moms weren't freaking out and worrying all the time. I tell teenagers this quite often. I'm like, I wish my mom quit freaking out and nagging you. I'm like, whoa, 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 hey, hold on a second. Do you realize your mom freaking out and nagging is the reason why you're alive? Because if it was your dad's job to feed you every day <laughs> and do stuff like that, like, trust me, like you, you wouldn't have learned to talk by 10. <laughs> your alphabets would just be like, wait, what's that? Like, I heard that on the TV, right? So mom basically saying what moms are doing is a natural evolution to be better, be better, be better, be better, be better. But make sure that it's not at the consequence of that. You're trying to be so good that you are always identifying all the things you made a mistake on. And if there's anything that moms are good at, it's loving, it's loving your kids. And so focus on that strength and and their language of love, moms, not yours. Go back and listen to one of our other podcasts. <laughs> okay, your intention may be, hey, I want to give them a brand new car that I think is amazing, and they may hate that car. Because it doesn't have aux. Because it doesn't have auxiliary <laughs> cables in it. Go back to our, 
uh, our other past podcasts. So, but that's, that's just a simple example of, you know, what we want to give our kids and our language of love and how we want to support them and help them may not necessarily be the, what they've been communicating to us that they want. Um, so try to find some compromise to share in their language of love that you want to fortify the relationship. Cause it's easy for a parent to say, all right, well, I want to show, I'm going to focus on the relationship. So I'm going to do all the things that are really easy for me to show my kid that I love them. The things I do anyways. Yeah, those laundry, don't stand out. Laundry doesn't really count. Yeah, those don't stand out. It's like, I made your favorite meal. You always make me my favorite meal, mom, whenever I'm sad. It's like, okay, I mean, it counts, but it doesn't really count all the way. You need to go down to their level. Do something that's important to them. Just like we talked about saying, I don't care if you were to smoke weed every single day for the rest of your life. You're still my boy and I still love you. Come give me a hug. Now I can't promise that I won't strangle you from now and end your life sooner if you keep on smoking weed every day. But I'm just letting you know, I still love you and hug you and walk away. Moms that can do that with all the fear and scare that, what if they get addicted? What if they go to heroin? Moms that can still say that thing that I just said and be scared that their kids are going to live horrible lives, those moms have a whole lot more progress for the moms that just live in the fear and never make those powerful statements that you support them and have their back. It's hard, super hard. But I know that every mom out there listening would do anything. And if that means they have to let out a little line to make sure that their child knows that their value hasn't diminished because of their choices. There will be a small bridge. There has to be. Well, those are the people I'm going to look for when I'm going through a tough time to talk to the people that can clearly state, regardless of what I'm doing, they love me anyways and they just want the best for me. Those people, there's no expectations. I know I can trust that person. That teenager is more likely going to open up to their parent if they're struggling. That spouse is more likely going to open up to their spouse. That friend is more likely to open up to their friend when, when they're going through a hard time. We just need those reassurances. And sometimes that means removing our own wants, desires, expectations, and definitely our own ego and not trying to grieve the death that our little baby is not a baby anymore and face the fact. I'd do anything for this kid regardless how bad they're struggling and that's not going to stop. These are real emotions, guys. So if you think there's some silence because someone is crying, um, it's, it's real. Someone is crying. But I can tell that Heidi, your tears, your emotions you have right now are just kind of like a like a lot of stuff's been going on this week, less stuff's been going on these past days, less stuff's been going on. Every time you try to drive over and do this podcast, it's like, attack Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that you're, remember when you're five, you're insecure and that one girl said that to you in kindergarten, like all these things just start coming at you left and right. Um, 
I, I just want to thank you, Heidi, for just being so real and so genuine with us here and, and everybody listening because we really need that and um, and we need you. Well, I just, man, if there's anything I know, it's how scared you feel. Um, and so I, I guess I want to validate those of you who are out there and and you're trying to learn. Thank you for coming and trying to learn and keep going. And um, and and that's because because it matters, and it will never not matter. So. Well, thank you guys for the questions. Keep on bringing uh, the questions at us, uh, and we will post some of them or host some of those questions here on the DM. Um, Heidi's going out of town for a little while, so we'll probably only have a, maybe one episode a week for the next couple of weeks. But uh, um, keep on tuning, keep on listening. Thank you, as always, for all your support. And uh, you can follow me, David, K-O-Z underscore on Instagram. Um, Heidi Swap, yep. at Heidi Swap on Instagram. Come or over you, to Light the Fight. Yeah, or you can come over and, not even or, and you can come <laughs> over to Light the Fight and uh, follow us on that. And uh, please send us uh, um, email questions as well if you just want to go to elevatepodcasting.com and uh, leave some questions for us there that we can answer. Yeah, thanks you guys. Have a great week. For those of you spring breakers, enjoy your spring break even if it's in your backyard. <laughs>